Oh yeah, here we go. I can't wait to be back. Oh yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, it's time for breakfast. It's time for lunch. That's what I. That's what I like too much. And you know we're back. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Week with Drew, the podcast that will has started in 2012, but only has 11 episodes. Uh, I think the hallmark of any great podcaster is quitting, uh, rage quitting, um, uh, as early as, as possible, and then picking it up again after uh, a long drought, and then quitting uh, one episode immediately after that. And then taking another at least two and a half year hiatus, making two short Facebook uh, videos under the name of the podcast, uh, completely stoning out on that and ditching that. And then uh, getting a nice camera for Christmas and thinking, hey, I should do a video podcast because I think that is where it, it is headed for comedians. I think the comedians on the internet might be a good idea. Now, I don't know if I'm spilling an industry secret here, but uh, I think it's a new wave. I think we got a shot here. I think I truly got a shot here. It's something special. So thanks for watching This Week with Drew episode. We're going to start over again. I think episode one, and it's 2019. I'm almost 30. I'm a new man. I initially started this podcast when I was 20, when I was a fresh man. Um, uh, I mean, a fresh boy, and now I'm a new man. I was a fresh boy. Now I'm a new man. There are different phases in your life. Uh, uh, a fresh boy is... <laughs> a fresh boy is someone uh, who thinks they know what they're talking about and and uh, does not. Whereas a new man uh, knows they have no idea uh, what they're talking about, but are okay with it. And I've embraced uh, most of my faults and deficiencies, and I have come to accept them as a part of me. And it is nothing that will change. So, you know, you got to work with what you got which is a friggin' sweet strat and a nice camera and we got some lights and, uh, and you know, a 58 because that is the microphone that I'm most comfortable speaking into. I probably spent more hours speaking into an SM58 than most people have. Uh, eventually, we will upgrade to an SM7B. Do not have the money for that right now. However, do got a pretty sweet lens that should be zooming in and keeping clear. And then when we can bring it back, also still clear. If that didn't work... Then uh, you know those uh, quacks at the computer at the uh, at the camera shop can uh, you know suck my fat one, Lachance, which is one of my favorite Stephen King lines. Um, I'm doing okay. I just came back from a week long vacation in Mexico, an all inclusive resort, which I particularly don't enjoy. Um, I I've been to quite a few, and I'm not really about them. It's been a while since I've been to one. However, um. I, I believe that there's a, a distinction to be made between a vacation and traveling. Um, and uh, when you're traveling, you know, you're going somewhere, a part of the world that you want to see. Uh, you're going somewhere unique uh, to expand your horizons and get out of your comfort zone. Whereas a vacation is, is quite the opposite. You literally want to do absolutely nothing, lay around, and uh, be weighted on hand and foot. Um... Which is nice, and uh, you know the vacation. You know it's not necessarily the food is not necessarily a, a nice experience, um, but it's not bad. You got to know what to eat. Um, uh, but it was nice to just sit on a beach with court and just relax, 
Uh, for a whole week, I read three books, Steve Martin's autobiography, and that, which is cool. That dude was a G. That dude went on nine dates with Linda Ronstadt. Steve Martin went on nine dates with Linda Ronstadt. That's worth the, uh, worse than Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovitz. <laughs> Actually, no, nothing's worse than that. That's way out of my time period, too. Um, but that's he was a pretty cool guy. That's quite an inspiring book uh, just to read a guy who seemingly... Uh, started in, you know, in magic and back in those days in the 60s, you would just do line. There was like lines. You'd say, hey, can I add that to my act? And then you would just do, you would just do it, which seems uh, strange to me now. But it's just the way it was, you know, stand up comedy. There was no comedy clubs and stand up comedy as the as what we see it today it was not a t an art form yet. Um uh, and it, you know, even television was a medium that was only around for like 25 or 30 years in the popular zeitgeist. So it was all brand new territory to be, to be treaded. And, uh, and it's quite interesting just to hear, just to read about a guy who became huge. Like I didn't know that Steve Martin was the biggest comic in the world for a long time. Like the first guy to do like arenas, like sell like 80,000 tickets over like three nights. Like that's crazy. That, that's rock star level. And he was doing it with, like, balloons and, like, an arrow in his head and just this absurdist anti-comedy act, which is just a, a time and a place, you know? Like, Dice Clay sold out arenas, but he couldn't do that now. But he, you can do it in the 80s. It's like a flash in the pan. Like, you got to have something that taps into something ethereal, like, beyond uh, words for description. So that was a pretty cool book. Um, but I like all-inclusive vacations. I like... <laughs> It was nice. I'd gone on a couple shitty ones before, but it was nice just to sit there and relax and not worry about anything. And 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 uh, if you've been to an all-inclusive vacation resort, you know that uh, you it's it's literally all-inclusive. You go to the bar and you can drink as much as you want. There's a giant buffet that you can eat as much as you want. And I think people who complain about all-inclusive vacations are taking that that all-inclusive too far. Like, if you go to the buffet and you see some people at a resort, like, with spaghetti and mashed potatoes and, like, roasted cauliflower and a taco, like, would you make that at home? Would you, would you go home and say, tonight for dinner I want mashed potatoes, some fettuccine Alfredo, uh, roasted cauliflower, and then a taco? And then for dessert, I'm going to have a strawberry cheesecake, an ice cream cone, and then some fruit. Which sounds like a nice dessert, I guess. But it's just weird. Like, you can't eat that. Like, buffet people, you can't eat like that. Like, that's not a... Make what you would make at home. Like, if you're going to have mashed potatoes, have a like, piece of chicken with it and the cauliflower. What do you need the spaghetti on there for? Why are you adding and <laughs> why are you adding some extraneous bullshit to your plate that you wouldn't normally have? <laughs> you know, eating, eating a taco <laughs> with like a <laughs> with like a chicken soup. <laughs> like what are you doing? And then the unlimited drinks too. You're just going to go and drink like 47 beers during the day and then have a bunch of shots and drink Bahama Mamas and Banana Monkeys and it's like, no wonder you're sick, man. You had spaghetti and mashed potatoes for lunch, and then you drank a fucking chocolate milkshake vodka for <laughs> dessert, and you sat out in the sun all day not wearing sunscreen, and it's just white people, like, everywhere, man, and it makes you, like, embarrassed to be a white person being around all these white people. Like, it's like, because they're so, like, like, number one, 
I don't know if it's by virtue of class or race, but they're just so entitled when you go on this all-inclusive vacation. Like, well, I've already paid for this. And they feel like since you – that the, the nature of all-inclusive, that it's all-inclusive, that you should get everything that you want exactly at that moment, exactly when I want it. And there should be no faults and nothing wrong with this. But it's like, bro, you paid 1200 bucks for a whole week's vacation – that's like flight and lodging and three square meals a day. Like, think about the logistics behind that. About how much it truly costs, like, the just the fuel and the man hours to get you there and back. Seven nights lodging and then three square meals a day plus unlimited liquor. Like, the logistics behind running the, one of those things is, is horrific. I would never want to be responsible for that. And then people that feel like, well, my umbrella was broken in our room, and we actually had to walk through the rain to the buffet tonight, and I just feel like, as a four-star resort, there should be something done about a broken umbrella in our room. It's like, well, did you take the umbrella to the front desk and tell them that it was broken? No. Then the broken umbrella remains, bud. Like, shit, go nowhere. And you're leaving it for the next guy. So, I don't know. Like, chill out. If you're going on all-inclusive vacation, just chill out, man. Like, think about what you're really doing here and get on it. And also, I understand there's parts of me... Okay, resort Spanish. Like, if you're going to learn resort like Spanish for the sake of your all-inclusive resort trip part of me is like I understand like yeah it is it would be um a pretentious maybe not pretentious is the right word but it would be you can't expect to just walk into this place and like just start speaking English to these people and be like you should know my language because I'm Canadian or whatever which is like if you just went and somewhere and just start yelling English at someone that's disrespectful to assume that they would should communicate to you in your language. Well, at the same time, though, if all you're going to learn is thank you and one, two, three, then that's also not helping. You know, that's that's more ignorant, I believe, if you only learn five words in Spanish to use those words at an all-inclusive resort or even anywhere um, and then just expect the conversation to like, I saw this one woman go up to the bar and she goes, hi, can I please get dose Bacardi white and cola with a lime? Dose. Can I please get dose Bacardi white with a lime? As if you were to go up to this guy and ask him for two Bacardi Whites with a lime, he would look at you and be like, Quay? Quay? There's, <laughs> it's insulting to this guy to hear these people. And it's a, a place where everyone who doesn't speak Spanish says gracias and everyone who doesn't speak English says thank you. Like all you, the white lady orders a drink and she's like, gracias. And he's like, you're welcome. Like, there's no, like, he knows, he knows how to speak English. He works at a fucking all-inclusive resort for white people. Like, there was, it was, I got on that airplane and there wasn't, there was probably 40,000 liters of sunscreen necessary to cover that surface area. That gleaming white amount of surface area that was just flying in for a week long of just the gouttiest of French kings demanding Whatever they want. I don't know, man. 
all-inclusive resorts. It's all right, I guess. If you're just going to go and just chill out, just go and chill out, read a book, eat a light breakfast, you know, have a fried egg with a piece of toast and some fruit, you know, have something light. Don't get a freaky-ass giant breakfast that you wouldn't normally eat at home. You know, relax, have a couple drinks on the beach, you know, go in for lunch and don't and don't go crazy on the buffet again. Have a nice light lunch. Try to think about what this guy, what they would eat, you know, like in terms of outside of this resort. You know, if there's a nice Mexican option, go for that. Get some get some fajitas, you know, do some nice light coherent dishes. You know, and then get back after lunch, have a couple more drinks. Sure, light it up a little bit. It's the mid-afternoon. Now you earned it. Get a catch a little buzz. You know, make sure your sun's screening up the whole time. And then come back to your room. Take a little siesta, you know, a little 5, 6 p.m. siesta. A little maybe no longer than 90 minutes, you know. Get up, get ready. Go down for your little dinner around 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Again at the buffet. Don't go crazy. You can have a nice dinner, but make sure it's a coherent meal. And, you know, if you feel like it, if the mood strikes you, that's when you start hitting the all-inclusive. Now we're making our money back, buddy. It was just now we start making our money back. Is in the night. You don't make it back at the buffets. You make it back in the night. And you make sure you watch that guy open that bottle of Bombay Sapphire. This isn't some pre-open bottle that's been sitting there watered down with the beef eater house gin. Like, you make sure you crack a new 2-6, buddy. I want to hear that right on the Bombay. And then you start hammering those back. And just give her, man. And that's when you make your cash back. <laughs> Twelve on your box. I drank ten bottles of Bombay. That's sixty right there, a bottle, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah. So all inclusive resorts are okay. Um, uh, but there is a distinction between traveling and vacation. So I, I hope that you do make that. And if you do make that distinction, lower your expectations. You can never go wrong with setting the bar just nice and low, pretty much as low as possible. And, um, you know, you can't go wrong. Just like this podcast, just setting the bar as low as possible and just get, and just giving her from there. <laughs> okay, well, thanks a lot for watching. These are only going to be about 15 minutes long because that's all that we want for a little uh, Straight to Your Dome podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, see you next time. I have been Drew of This Week with Drew, and I don't have a catchphrase to sign off on. Thank you.